Patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. That is a quote directly from Aristotle, and that's something that we're going to be discussing today on the Sigma Chris Show. Hello, 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 all you wonderful people. I hope you are doing well today. This is your man, Sigma Chris, coming to you live from the wonderful, wonderful podcast studio extravaganza that is my work desk. Um, I hope you guys are having a good day. It is March 9th as of this recording. And, um, you know, something has been kind of rolling around the old noodle the last couple of days is that you know, I, I tend to take a deep dive into current affairs going on with politics and the world around us and just kind of giving my two cents. But something that you guys may not know, maybe I've discussed in my other episodes of The Power of Routine, but something that, that I really need to get back on kicking myself in the butt is staying disciplined and staying on top of myself in the power of that routine. Um, when I'm on my routine, I notice that my days are more productive, so to speak, and that I am more likely to hold myself accountable because I've already done the hard thing. And lately, I've kind of gotten out of that routine. And I can spout off all kinds of reasons why that is. But in all intents and purposes, those are just excuses, right? Um, There's really no excuse not to take the first hour out of my day and dedicate it to setting myself up for success. Here lately, what I've been doing is I'll wake up pretty early and get you know, my workout in here lately, I've been going to a, uh, a boxing center where I do some cardio and boxing and a little bit of free weights and stuff like that. Um, but then after that, it's just kind of into the grind without any real direction. Um, which is something that I need to get back on because when I, I notice again, once I stay on my routine, my days just flow better. And typically my routine is that, you know, with the addition now of the working out at 530 in the morning, what I should do when I get back to the house is I should get my coffee, just like I normally would. And I usually have two books in front of me. Uh, well, three technically now, because I'm holding myself accountable to reading 10 pages a day. Um, number one is I have my apologetic study Bible that I read through. Um, I've decided to kind of go back to the beginning, and I've decided to read Genesis again. Um, I have a book here in front of me that I'm going to be talking about one of the passages today. It's a book by Robert Greene, if you all are familiar with him. He is the uh, New York Times bestselling author uh, of the very popular book, 48 Laws of Power. And then, of course, because I went to um, an actual event by this man, uh, Jordan Peterson, Last week in Atlanta on his Beyond Order tour, um, I have that book in front of me as well as I'm reading through it. 
Um, I plan on doing like a little snippet of what that was like. Um, I did the VIP thing. I got to meet him, ask questions, things like that. Uh, very insightful man, very intelligent. I think he's one of the most misrepresented people from the intelligence spectrum on the internet. Um, I really don't understand the amount of hate and criticism this man gets. Um, does that necessarily mean I agree with everything that he says? No, but I think that if you are living in today's society and you are capable of critical thinking or you have the capacity to critically think, then you're going to notice that you're not going to agree with anything. But the people that I, I think people like that who have relatively high intelligence and can articulate deep and complex thoughts articulately, it's supposed to make you think. It's not necessarily verbiage or ideologies that you're supposed to agree with blindly 100% of the time because that's dangerous. And I think because his presentation skills and his way of laying out complicated ideas, whether you believe in them or not, it at least gets you to think. And that is something that isn't necessarily within pop culture at this time. It's go with the narrative and follow the narrative to the umpteenth degree. And if you don't, then there's something wrong with you. As I've stated numerous times, that's why I have such a problem with how popular belief has flooded our society without the ability to critically critically think because there's always going to come a time and it may not be today it may not be tomorrow but there will come a time where there's a particular issue or a particular event that takes place that you don't agree with the popular narrative and then what are you going to do are you going to compromise your own thoughts and your own ideals. And we could talk at length about why that itself is dangerous. You know, I had a hard decision that I had to, thankfully I didn't have to make that ultimatum, but there was an incident in my life that took place a few months ago where I was very seriously considering making a decision that would alter my lifestyle. And it would affect my family. It would affect our income. It would affect our way of life. Thankfully, I didn't have to make that decision. But I was very much on the fence with, do I compromise my morals and my beliefs and my own values as a man and as a husband and a father to go along with a certain narrative or for, in this case, a certain agenda that was being pushed? Or do I hold firm and stand by my beliefs and my values? Again, I didn't have to ultimately make that decision, but it got very close. But I was very firm in my resolve, and I'll just leave it at that. But a big part of why I say that is because if you compromise your beliefs and your thoughts and your values... You're not only compromising your own, what you are doing, whether consciously or unconsciously, you are then showing those around you that it is okay to budge and be moved and be pushed aside by bullies. 
And that was my exact moral conundrum that I was faced with in that situation. You know, not only with me, you can do whatever you want to to me. You can say whatever you want to to me. It doesn't affect me. But the moment you bring the way you're going to affect my family, and in this particular case, 100% specifically about my daughter, what am I showing my daughter if I compromise? So that's just something to think about. Like I said, we could talk at length about that particular aspect of it as well at, at ad nauseum. I mean, this is why, again, I come back to the power of routine and why I need to kick myself in the butt, and I'm going to. So anyway, it was a very, very good event. Very intelligent man. Think on your own, okay? If you don't take anything else away from this episode, just think for yourself, okay? So um, what I was also getting at is that I would like to discuss his book in general, Beyond Order. What I'm thinking about doing is, as I'm reading through this book, what I would like to do is I'd like to take some notes and maybe even do an episode dedicated to each chapter individually. You know, when I went to the event, he spoke about chapter six, which is abandoned ideology. And I don't have enough time on this particular episode to explain to you within the 90 minutes of his his lecture, so to speak. That's the closest way that I could describe it just how he is able to take such a abstract idea as such as abandoned ideology. Like, what does that even mean? But the way that he is able to surgically go in and systematically break that down from a religious level, from a philosophical level, from a psychological level to a societal level and break those all down and then get to an end point that it all makes sense. It was, it was a great, great mental journey to go on and that event was freaking awesome and i would truly again just take the time to critically think go find one of his videos or one of his lectures specifically online on youtube i really enjoy listening to like his uh his breakdowns of carl jung and piaget and he, he does some pretty cool lectures about tying those into Disney movies and talking about like the hero's journey and things like that. So, um, so again, uh, getting off track, but my, my plan is, is that I'm, I, I've, I've read most of the book, but what I'd like to do again is take each chapter individually and take some notes and maybe just give a breakdown, um, on this particular platform. So if that's something you guys are interested in, let me know. But what I'd like to do today, finally getting into this, is I'm not going to be long, but so this Daily Laws book, essentially what it is, it's like a greatest hits of Robert Greene. Um, he takes a particular subject each month, and then he breaks it down into a daily reading that you do. So in March, for, uh, for instance, the title of March is Self-Mastery, essentially. It's called The Master at Work. And it's activating skills and attaining mastery. And for this edition, you kind of heard my quote at the beginning of the episode from Aristotle. Patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. The title of the passage for today is impatience is your enemy. And boy, 
if I can relate to anything in this book, it's about impatience. I have a lot of patience with my daughter. I have a lot of patience with children. I do not have a lot of patience with adults because I think they should know better. And again, this is why this is a false expectation put on others that I'm trying to work through. Um, but I am mostly impatient with myself because I know what I can accomplish. I know what I can do. And I hate the concept of waiting. <laughs> um, but the passage goes on to read and I won't read the whole thing. What's great about this book is like you can read each passage in a matter of minutes. And going back to my routine thing is typically what I would do in the mornings. And I stayed consistent on this for a long time is I would get out my um, my journal and then I have a list it's called Get Sh Done. And what I would do is I would write down what are my priorities for the day and anything else noteworthy. But in my journal, I would just kind of write down some thoughts for the day. And what I would do is I would start off and read a little bit from my apologetics Bible. And then I would read a passage from this book. And then what I'm going to start doing again is read at least 10 pages a day um, of a particular book that is going to help me get better every single day. And that's kind of a, uh, I stole that from Andy Frisella in 75 hard, but the passage goes on to read the greatest impediment to creativity is your impatience. The almost inevitable desire to hurry up the process, express something and make a splash. What happens in such a case is that you do not master the basics. You have no real vocabulary at your disposal. So this is something that without going any further, this is something that I can relate to 110%. And this is something that I look at it subjectively as for me, this is why the process that I've been going through with getting a project management certification has helped me immensely. Because a lot of the times and myself included, but a lot of the times, a lot of people look at step one and then they see step 10 and then they just go all in, right? They think, well, I know how to start and I know what I wanted to finish at and I'll, I'll figure it out as I go along. And sometimes that's the route you have to go, right? Um, a lot of times, I'll be honest, it just, it just depends on the project or whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish. Some people will take, you know, somebody put it to me really perfectly is like if we had 10 hours to chop down a forest you know two guys may spend nine hours discussing and planning on how they're going to get it done and spend the hour going to work whereas somebody else may spend you know may get out there and just say we're going to figure it out as we go you know and both approaches work in, in a lot of cases but what i found is that when it comes to linear progression or when it comes to getting an end result that is more desirable, patience is absolutely critical. I know people that I work with and I know friends and family, that exact same scenario where they are at step one and they see step 10. There's a process on how we get to step 10 and be successful. But a lot of the times, those people will get to step three, and then they'll skip four, five, six, and seven. And as a result, 
the detail and the amount of quality that goes all the way to step 10 is diminished because you skip those steps, if that makes sense. And it's because it comes down to impatience. And impatience to me almost stems. It's a personality thing, but honestly, and this is where it may get a little controversial, but if there's, if you, let me, let me put it this way. If you recognize that you're impatient in, in something, it stems to some type of insecurity, I think, because it's a personality trait or something about yourself that you may not necessarily like. I don't like the fact that I get impatient. I don't have a temper. I just get frustrated when I try to repeat something over and over and somebody's not understanding it and like, that's when I get impatient. Like if I, so, and it's not fair. It's not fair for me to say, well, you know, why don't you understand this? I've explained it to you five different ways. And it's just because people learn different ways. But what I'm getting at is that's really, if you turn it back on yourself, to me, that's an insecurity that I have, that I get impatient with people, that I get impatient with processes, that I get impatient, especially with governments especially in the United States, because these are supposed to be grown people that are supposed to be the best of the best that represent the common person in society in America. And they are just totally in it for their own agenda and who can ever line up their own pockets the most with corporate interest. Anyway, I could dive into that much further, especially with this whole Ukraine Russia thing. Uh, as you guys know from the last episode with my, what to do about Russia, this whole process that we're going through is, is going to be detrimental to the economy. It's going to be detrimental to my pockets, your pockets, and our kids' pockets. But we'll discuss that in another time. So with, with again, the impatience thing, I think it goes back to insecurity. And what's cool about this book is I would, I would highly recommend you go get it, is that not only does it give you a passage to kind of read through, like this particular passage, um, comes out of his book called mastery but what it is is that there's kind of a takeaway at the end of the passage like for instance it says daily law take the long view by being patient and following the process individual expression will flow out of you naturally and i think that that kind of goes back to something that again the insecurity thing but now i recognize it and i'm self-aware that i have that what I've been trying to force myself to do is do things that require patience, right? Um, with certain people that I work with or people that I associate with on a daily basis, I know their personality. I know what they're thinking. This makes me sound like I'm a freaking sociopath or something, <laughs> but I... I've always had a tendency to recognize people's traits and I've always had a tendency to recognize patterns very, very quickly. So what I do now is that instead of getting even more frustrated before maybe a conversation takes place because I know how this person is going to react and I know that they're not going to understand or I know that they're going to pose a particular solution that's actually going to be more of a hindrance to the overall success of something, what I do is I force myself to be patient and allow myself to absorb the information because, again, I'm putting an unfair expectation before the conversation has even taken place, right? 
if I know, if I know in my heart that if I bring up a, a particular issue and I'm like, Hey, you know, we need to find a resolution to this. If I'm already putting that expectation on that person based on prior conversations, I'm already getting stressed and frustrated before the conversation even takes place, if that makes sense. And you may face this as well. So that's why I'm saying it out loud because you're not the only one that feels this way or goes through this. So what I do is I consciously and purposely don't write anything down. I don't type anything. I just listen. And that's a hard thing for people to do, myself included, because we were especially men, we're problem solvers, right? We get presented a problem or we have a problem to present. We want to solve it. So I have to force myself to listen and be patient and analyze the sentence by sentence structure that this person is laying out. And then rather than be critical or and that's another thing is that I'm not a rude person. I don't give like rude feedback. I don't critique somebody. I give them feedback. If that makes sense. I think there's a difference between critiques and feedbacks based on the person and the source. Um, so I'll absorb that information and then I won't be critical of their statement. I, I will say, that's interesting. That's an interesting idea or an interesting approach. Can you elaborate a little bit more on it? Because myself included, at times, if I try to explain something that's not overly simple, I can get lost in the weeds. And you guys may have noticed this on the podcast a few times. I'll kind of, I'll go on Tangent City if allowed, for sure. But I always try to bring it back. And I think that that's part of growth and development that I'm trying to achieve where I become a better storyteller. But ultimately, just that's one small example. They can elaborate and go into it and we can have a discussion. And I've already gotten past the feeling of frustration and stress because now I've gotten over the expectation of that person or the false expectation that this person doesn't have their stuff together. Um. Because to, to grow yourself and develop, you have to recognize the flaws in your personality. But with that, you can recognize flaws in somebody else, but you have to allow that person. You have to kind of lead that horse to water in some cases, if you feel obligated to. You can't just come out and say, you suck at this, 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 because just like anybody else, they would get defensive about that. And then for me personally, because of I'm stubborn as hell, if you tell me I can't do something or that I shouldn't do this, I'm going to do it just to spite you. And that's something I'm working on as well. But that's just always been my personality. If you tell me I can't do something, well, guess what? I'm about to go do it now, probably twice as hard as I was before. Just because you said I couldn't, I'll show you, you know? So I just wanted to share that today because I really think patience is such a strong virtue and such a strong personality trait to have in that if you're not careful, 
it can get away from you very easily. So that is something that I challenge myself and challenge you to kind of take awareness to and try to improve on. And something else just real quick while I have, you know, a few minutes left. Everything that's going on in the world right now, I've noticed a lot of people will message me, but they don't say anything. I talk a lot of trash online because I'm not a negative person by any means. I am pro-team human, 100%. I want people to be happy and healthy and make money and provide for their families, attend whatever church or be a part of whatever religion, marry whoever you want to, open a business. Like I am so pro-human and I have such empathy for people that it's crazy. People individually get on my nerves. (laughs) It's such a weird dichotomy to have. But I will post things online purposely to make people rethink their narrative. Because we're all hypocritical at the end of the day. We all contradict ourselves at the end of the day. And I could give you numerous examples of this where there's so much suffering and genocide happening in the world. There were so many things happening in Yemen that we kind of turned our eyes away from and turned our back on. But now all of a sudden, because Ukraine is so and 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 don't take this the wrong way. Don't be a Karen. I care about people and I care what happens to the people in the midst of a war. But the premise of people's fake sympathy and fake like I care about this or I support this is it's so nauseating at times because when there's genocide and horrible human trafficking conditions taking place in many parts of the world, they won't discuss that, but they will discuss the Ukraine issue because it's the hot thing to talk about. That's the part that makes me angry. The same people that we're talking about, if it saves one life with the vaccine, Now they're talking about we need to go to war with Russia. Do you get my point? Like, if you're at least going to be full of shit, at least be consistent with your bullshit and not just pick and choose. Okay? That's why I've always taken the stances that I have and I've always been consistent in my argument unless somebody brings evidence to the contrary, then I will consider it. I had a very long conversation with somebody the other day about certain things that I thought were true. Kind of made me rethink my position on some things. Now, I didn't overly just say, wow, you're right, because I'm stubborn and I'm going to go research it for myself. And that's the biggest problem that we have is that there's like, look at the whole Snake Island thing with Ukraine, where there's that famous video going around that. The Ukrainian people were the Ukrainian people on this island were telling the Russian soldiers to go f themselves. That didn't even happen. That was fake. It was debunked online. So, what I'm getting at is like that with misinformation that gets spread all throughout social media and all throughout public media. Um, it creates these little echo chambers where people believe in something that didn't even happen. And then that gets spread all out through all, the, all over the place to where now there's a there's a narrative going around, you know. So I and 
There was a great quote, and I'll end on this. With our lack of leadership in this country, say what you want to about the last guy that was in office. At least he had a set of brass balls on him, okay? Can we at least agree on that? Maybe you didn't like the guy because of his personality. He was brash. He said some things on Twitter. He made fun of people. Like, I get that. But at least, not according to the fake narrative that you hear throughout the media, would this have happened with Russia if he was in office? I don't know. But I know that we had a lot more respect worldwide. Like, there's plenty of real videos out there of conferences and meetings that he was having with leaders in Germany, Italy, France, wherever, where there was a level of respect there. The guy that's in office now won't even come out of the basement or he's going to Delaware while his country falls apart. When gas is, you know, $7 a gallon in certain areas, there's an, a, narr there's a narrative and agenda behind that, which I'll get into on a different episode. But guys... <sighs> See, Tangent City, I told you. The quote I'm going to end with on that, and this can apply for the last guy that was in office, the guy before him, the guy here now. Be wary of men who speak of virtue before they show it. And what that means to me is that a person of virtue is going to lead through their actions before their words. Think about that the next time you're on Facebook, the next time you're on Instagram, the next time you're looking at Fox News or CNN. These people want to preach about virtue, preach about this, this, that, about being a good person. What do their actions indicate? I guarantee you nine times out of ten, they're doing the exact opposite of what they're preaching. So, guys. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. Um, I plan on having some good content coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Just got to grab, you know, some free time and get these things published. But thank you so much. Please like and share this with a friend if you found any value out of it. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.